sometimes the best lessons and the best learning opportunities will be from trusting ourselves and sometimes from overcoming those challenges when things don't necessarily go according to plan. But in order to take action, I think it's also important to know what we want. Welcome to Rumination, the podcast that offers practical solutions to the challenges in our industry. I am Chris Gwynn, and today, today I'm talking with Vicky Blisson. Vicky received her master's from the University of Guelph this past year, and her area of research is one of, that is of keen interest to myself and to Jeffo Nutrition, which in fact is what are the impacts of B vitamin synthesis by the rumen uh, microbiota? How does different microbiota, how are different B vitamins synthesized? It was a fascinating subject that we've addressed in previous Ruination podcasts. But today we want to talk about something a little bit different. So Vicky grew up in a dairy operation in Eastern Ontario in Canada. She was a 4-H member and she, which, and then led her to animal science studies. She spent her summers around cows, working with cows, working with nutrition and management and other related topics related to dairy cows. In September of 2021, Vicky joined Jeff Nutrition as our ruminant technical services specialist, and we're really happy to have her there. Today, we want to focus on one of Vicky's passions, which is agriculture, but more so how she's exhibited that in her involvement in organizations that develop leaders in agriculture. Vicky's the founder and current president of the Eastern Ontario Women in Ag Network. She's a member of the Canadian Agriculture Youth Council, and it's this passion for development of youth in agriculture that we want to discuss today. So, Vicky, thank you for joining us and welcome to Rumination. Thanks, Chris. It's a pleasure to be here today. So, Vicky, as a young person growing up in a dairy operation, talk to me about some of the obstacles that you felt or had to overcome in order to pursue a career in agriculture. Yes. Well, to start off, I'd say I was really lucky growing up on my family's dairy farm because I grew up with plenty of excellent role models, whether that be my parents being involved in the community strong woman when I was involved in 4-H as well. But I'd say also growing up in the Francophone community in Eastern Ontario, it was that language barrier. But beyond that language barrier, I'd say it's also a language barrier or that disconnect between what we do in agriculture and what the people who consume the food perceive agriculture as being. And so I'd say it's really about bridging that gap or translating that content, whether it be from English to French or French to English, or whether it be from someone who works and lives agriculture to someone who consumes agriculture on a daily basis, simply by going to the grocery store and eating their food. I'd say another challenge as well is that growing up in a rural community, but where not lots of kids at school come from farming backgrounds themselves, it's also understanding what career options are available to you. What leadership looks like for someone in agriculture might be different from someone that's not involved in agriculture. But through my experiences, I was really able to find those connections and those links. And ultimately, through these challenges that I overcame, I was able to make my own path. Hmm. Cool. Fascinating. Making your own path is probably a, a common theme. So, Talk to us about, so youth, I mean, it almost seems like a silly question, but talk to me about your thoughts on the importance of youth in agriculture. Absolutely. Well, I'd say first and foremost, youth 
is the future, right? So I think it's important to have everyone who's invested in the future in our, of agriculture at the table. And what youth brings to that table is really our passion. We bring a different perspective as well. We're perhaps some might call us naive, but I'd say we're starting from a blank page and that allows us to bring new ideas, new perspectives to challenges that have been existing for de decades, for generations. And youth in agriculture also brings another level of connection, of collaboration. And I'd say that's really something I got to experience as a member of the Canadian Agricultural Youth Council. How fascinating is it that during a pandemic, we were able to connect 25 youth from across the country, from all areas of agriculture towards a common goal. To me, that was just a unique experience. And that's why I decided to stay on for a second mandate. That ability to learn, to discuss ideas, to discuss perspectives. I don't, I could spend a whole podcast just sharing what I've learned from my fellow members of the Canadian Agricultural Youth Council, but just to name a few examples, right? I'm thinking of uh, Samia Jeram, who's actually a PhD student at the University of, Sask of Saskatchewan, and she's doing her PhD in poultry well-being. And we come from such different backgrounds and experiences, and yet we had the opportunity to connect in person after two years of knowing each other and it's as if we had known each other forever mm -hmm. we bring different solutions we bring different perspectives uh our two co-chairs as well so jerry boss on the first council um, or on the first cohort a dairy farmer from the maritimes who started up his dairy farm from the ground up and now our second co-chair of this cohort alana cunnybear uh, from Ontario as well, being a dairy, poultry, and cash crop farmer, these people just bring so much to the table. And I think so, so often we forget that even though we're young, doesn't necessarily mean that uh, we don't have something to say, something to share. The importance of, of youth and different voices in agriculture. Thanks for highlighting that. And I'd say one last thing is just mm -hmm. from all of these people, I'd say a common thread is that willingness to learn, right? So as much as, you know, we might be starting from a blank blank slate compared to our more experienced counterparts, yep. I think because we are so young, we see all that we don't know yet and we have that, that thirst or that hunger for learning. Absolutely. Keeping and maintaining and, and following through with a thirst or hunger and, and knowledge is a, a key part of what we're doing. Absolutely. So agriculture obviously needs a next generation and many generations to go. And it's in all areas, primary production, research, and even in sales and technical sport roles that you and I play. So what recommendations would you give to the youth in general today in pursuing their dreams in agriculture? And also, and to establish the next generations already invested in egg, what can we do to cultivate those generations' engagement, passion, and interest in egg? Yeah, so I see kind of two questions here. So I'll start with the first one, the recommendations for youth today. Mm -hmm. And perhaps my advice in a year from now will change, but for now, I'd say in that one, 
I'm most certain will not change is don't be afraid to ask for help, right? Mm-hmm. I think of you, Chris. I think of all of my colleagues at Jeffo. Um, these are the people that have made it possible for me to step into the different growing opportunities that I've had throughout the last uh, few years. That comes from asking for help, right? We're not alone. If you don't have the answer, other people will have it. But then that also comes to another recommendation that I have for youth today, and that is to take action because sometimes the best lessons and the best learning opportunities will be from trusting ourselves and sometimes from overcoming those challenges when things don't necessarily go according to plan. But in order to take action, I think it's also important to know what we want so we can do anything But, and I've been victim to that, we can't do everything at once. And so it's important for us to develop and maintain our personal brand, but also something that Maria Maria McKean uh, from from Cargill, when I attended the Advancing Women in Agriculture in Niagara Falls this fall, reminded us is that we need to also cultivate our board of directors for our career. And so that was a concept I found really interesting, right? So you need to surround yourself with the right people, people who, again, you'll be able to go ask for help. Um, But those people should also include a cheerleader, a hard truth teller, right? Because sometimes you need that wake up call. You need to be told the hard things. And then ultimately, in order to take action, sometimes it's easier when you're doing it with a peer, someone who will help you stretch to do those hard things, to grow outside of your comfort zone. And I think all encompassing, my one advice would also be to not be afraid, right? We're all unique and we all need to create our own path. Uh, We can get inspired from others, but I think ultimately what we bring to to the table is unique and we need to hone in on that. But if I'm also thinking of uh, perhaps those more experienced uh, people in agriculture and how they can help cultivate the next generation, I'd say a few things, but they all relate back to mentorship, right? So I think it's important for, you know, Chris, I'll pick you an exa- as an example, right? But share what you know. You've done this so much with me uh, over the past year, and it's, it's priceless, right? So we want to learn. But again, like I've mentioned, we, we don't know everything and not everything can be learned from a textbook or from the internet. And your wealth of experiences and expertise really are invaluable. And this is really what helps a team succeed, whether that be in a pro- professional setting, whether that be on the farm or whether that be in research. Um, but then, you know, when we're young, We want to ask questions. We want to learn. But I think it's also important for that to be a two-way street. We want to hear what questions you have to ask. Um, That might also help us get new perspectives. um, And it might help us understand how in the past you've tried to approach long-lasting challenges. You know, perhaps we're not reinventing the wheel. We're just working on it together to come up with new solutions that are taking into consideration the new realities of today. And so that would be it. You know, it all comes back to mentorship. And ultimately, I think everyone involved can learn and grow together. And ultimately, we need to continue feeding the growing population we all love to eat, and I think that really comes, you know, 
around sharing a meal together, uh, even though it might not be a uh, an actual meal. I think there's that that there's that connection. You know, if you think of a family meal, you'll have those different dynamics. And I think uh, when we're in involving the future of agriculture, that really needs to be the way we look at it. So literally sitting around a dinner table. No, that's a nice picture. And and again, um, making sure that the established generations are helping to mentor the next ones for the future of, as you said, feeding the world and feeding the planet and grasping different ideas and different approaches to some well-established problems. So mentorship, internship, I mean, uh, let's hope our plans here at Jeffo of launching some interns for next summer is successful. So anybody listening that's interested, hey, feel free to send me a resume. I'd love to look at it and help mentor and coach a bit your direction in agriculture as we've had others do that for us. It's a paying forward event. Fascinating. So take home messages that you'd like to leave the audience listening today regarding youth and and their journey in agriculture as well as the established generations and how we can help them establish themselves as the future leaders and the future doers in the industry i'll be brief i think between everyone there needs to be collaboration there needs to be an exchange of experiences of perspectives and that also comes through mentorship and learning by doing not being afraid to take action so Really three simple takeaways, but that would be it for me today. A lot of that 4-H motto. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Vicky, for joining us today on the Rumination Podcast. And, and thank you to the audience for listening in and taking the time in your day to, to visit with us. Um, so that you don't miss upcoming episodes and past episodes, you can find us at our website, jeffo.ca, as well as on Apple and Google Podcast, and also, in fact, on Spotify. Spotify. This podcast was brought to you by Jeffo Nutrition, Inc., Precision Nutrition for a Growing World. Thank you and have a great day.